10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, 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 September 17th. The boys are back. It's Cat and Hal here. Hal, say what's up. Howdy doody. Ooh, I like that. That's a little new. Um, Yeah, so we, we kind of have a busy episode for you. We're going to kind of get right into NHL in the news. And then after the NHL in the news, we're going to talk about how we're doing this new ACHA, the Acha Beauty of the Week Award. And then we have an awesome interview with uh, Ryan Minkoff, who is a ACHA player. Ended up playing in Finland after he was done playing for the Washington Huskies. So he comes on, talks a little bit about that. And then from there, we will do three stars and we will wrap it up. Does that sound good? Works for me. I bet you were probably pretty pumped to do NHL in the news this week because your boy Pasternak resigned with the Bruins. Uh, it's been a roller coaster of a summer for you. Is he going to sign? Is he not going to sign? You are always he's going to sign. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Do you like the contract? Well, it was six years, four no, forty. I think it's six years, forty million because it comes out to like six point six six. Yes. Okay. So six year. six years, forty million for Pasa. What do you got on that? Uh, yeah, just let me know. Uh, great contract all the way around. Which could have gone a little longer, but like the same time, it works out for both teams. They get them on a cap friendly hit. We have Pasta, Knock, Marshand, and Bergeron for like eighteen million. The three combined, that's fucking awesome. Uh, I mean, Taze and Kane cost like twenty one together, and we yeah. have those three for less than that. So I mean, like overall, you can't really argue with the contract. Uh, I mean, plus he's gonna get that to what we have him locked up place twenty seven. So it's good news for him because if he's still performing, like. I think he will be in six years. Then that means as a 27-year-old, he'll be ripening for a sick extension. He'll be making, he'll get two big paydays. I mean, dudes, dudes have it made now with these entry-level contracts and how it works out and how they're getting paid when they're 20, 21. So he has to be happy. Bruins have to be happy. The fire Don Sweeney crowd needs to shut the fuck up. He's been doing his job constantly. I think at this point, if you're not on Team Don Sweeney as a Bruins fan, you're an idiot. He's signed some good contracts. He's built the prospects, made good draft choices. There's really nothing to complain about right now in Bruins Nation, which is the first time I've said that in like three years. So, feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good. You sent out that tweet about the KHL being like the friend-zoned guy of a girl who's trying to make their boyfriend jealous, which was, I think, probably the most accurate assessment of what the KHL is to the NHL. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't think there was any weight whatsoever that he was actually going to the KHL. It's just something the agent threw out there to try to make things move faster. And I, I'm kind of glad he did it because I think the agent really started to press the Bruins' balls a little bit to get it done. And maybe, the well, the Bruins are probably in a rush too because it's awesome that he only missed one day at training camp. Once stuff starts going in the training camp, that's when it gets ballsy. So maybe that was a good thing for the Bruins that he started dropping KHL bombs all over their face. I thought that was pretty funny. Speaking of KHL, we're going to stick with the Russian theme here. Uh, Alex Ovechkin is not going to go play in the Olympics. He kind of gave out like this fucking, I don't know, when your teacher at school is like, hey, I need you to write a fucking six-page paper, double-spaced, all this sort of stuff. It was way too long. It was fucking stupid. People are out there sucking off Ovi. Well, in April, he came out saying there's no way he's not going to play in the Olympics, buffed out his chest, started stomping his feet like he was the big dog in town. And then not a couple days ago, he tucked his tail between his legs, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay in the NHL and not go to the Olympics. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, it's tough because, like, you could be like, oh, he's a liar. And he was putting it on a show saying he wasn't going to go. At the same time, though, if you're a Capitals fan, you have to be happy with how loyal he is to his organization. I mean, it's especially an organization that just kind of fucking blew it in the offseason. You, you would think that maybe, I don't know, I just feel like he really did want to play in the Olympics, and he voiced it, and I think his thought was, as one of the best players in the league, if he's really acting like he's going to leave, maybe it would make the NHL change their mind. Bad news for him, Gary Bettman doesn't have a soul. So, I mean, it sucks. It sucks that he had to come back with his tail between his legs, but it was the only thing he could really do, so. I mean, do you have any different thoughts? I don't see Alex Ovechkin being a KHL guy. I kind of go being, both ways on all, sure. What's up? For all his shortcomings I and the issues he has in his D zone, sometimes his effort and stuff, I really do think the guy wants to win a Stanley Cup. So good for him for not leaving. I, uh, I can go both ways. Uh, the one way in which I respect it, kind of what you said, he's extremely loyal to his fans if, or to the fans of the Capitals and the Capitals. So if he left, he would have been suspended, reprimanded. The Caps probably wouldn't make the playoffs without Ovechkin. It would be a, an absolute just fucking pigsty in Washington and – that, you know, that wouldn't be right for the NHL, and that's who's really paying his paycheck. So I can kind of understand that point. But then on the other side, it's like, dude, then don't try to act fucking tough. If, if you're going to do it, do it. You know what I mean? And I would have loved to have seen him do it because it would have been interesting to see how many other NHL players in the league would have the balls. Like Alex Ovechkin to be like, you know what, Gary Bettman, I'm going to put my balls on your forehead and I'm going to go play in the Olympics because the Olympics are the best thing in the world. They are. Without the Olympics, it doesn't really fucking promote the game at all, which is something, you know, the NHL desperately needs every single year. I, I just don't get it. I, I love the Olympics. I thought it would have been really cool if he was just like, fuck you, and then hopefully... it. Would, I mean, can you imagine if he went over there and then some of the Canadians, like, started doing it? Maybe maybe not the Canadians. Maybe they wouldn't do it, but, like, you know what I mean? To see other players join on and just be like, Gary Bettman, you fucked this up, because I bet you if that happened, there would be no of this bullshit. There's no more Olympic chatter. Yeah, I mean, if, like, Sidney Crosby and Conor McDavid didn't report to training camp because of the Olympics, I think things would have gone pretty fucking intense. Right? That's what that's what I'm saying. And I I don't know. I guess, I guess you know, he did the safe thing. He kind of did the, the the wimp kind of thing to do. But now I'll just have to wait another six months to hear Ovechkin in the news as the Capitals get eliminated from the second round. So. If they make the playoffs this year, yeah. hot take. <laughs> so uh, moving on, Dusty Buffs, man. Guy we look up to, natural born leader when it comes to eating french fries and hamburgers, shows up to camp 20 pounds uh, less than what he's normally accustomed to. 
uh, he was reported as saying, yeah, I want my new uh, nickname to be Buffaline. Uh, you wrote a blog about this that I thought was really funny. kind of puts us Huskier guys in a, you know, a pretzel. Yeah, I mean, he's the, he's the hero we need. I think having a guy who, I mean, he's clocked in at like 300 pounds at one point in his career and he was playing in the NHL. That's insane. Yeah. It's like an offensive lineman. <laughs> it's weird because I know he's in better shape and he looks good. Maybe he's a little faster, but like I never saw like conditioning issues with him really or like, like he was still a beast in the third period. And like, if anything, it, it kind of sucks in my opinion. Like, is he still going to be throwing guys around the way he did before? Like, I understand he's strong as all hell, but, like, at the end of the day, sometimes pure mass, science, like, mass just wins. Like, it's the reason. Like, I'm so out of shape, but if I wrestle some of my friends, all I have to do is lay on top of them. I'm probably going to get a W. doesn't matter how many granola bars Garrison needs or how many crunches he does. At the end of the day, I weigh more than him, and I can use that to my advantage. So I'm kind of worried that maybe he's going to get a little softer. He's getting older, too. That's probably why he did it is because he's getting older, and I'm sure it's the more you weigh, it's heavier on your knees and stuff like that, but... I need, I need Hefty Dusty. Uh, Cousin Eddie had a pretty good point that he threw out on Twitter that it's pretty easy as a big guy to lose 20 pounds, but it's 10 times easier to gain it back. So, like I wrote in my blog, maybe once they go to Vegas, hit the buffet, he'll be right back to his old ways. Uh, yeah, it's going to be weird seeing Dustin Bufflin not be big Dustin Bufflin. Just instead, of, you know, we call him like Big Buff. He's just going to be buff. I don't know how I, don't I feel about that. Dean is a terrible nickname. Uh, he, that's what he wanted, but I mean. I guess, I guess good for you, dude. Look good, feel good, play good. I mean, in the back of my mind, I hope he's going to play like shit for the first couple of weeks, and he thinks it's because he lost weight, and he's like, all right, I need to start eating again. <laughs> and just gets right if, after it. If I was, if I was like, Shifley, I would uh, I would throw his clothes in the shower and turn it on and be like, go fucking eat a hamburger. Yeah, right. You need to prove yourself, pal. Reverse on him. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Matt Duchesne, hilarious picture. This really isn't good, like, podcast radio, but... Uh, he showed up for players' pictures, and he just did not look happy. We had, like, a caption contests. There were a lot of really funny ones. I I thought the funny, funniest one, naturally, was one I made where it was, uh, Honey, I, yes, I swear, I can't wait to meet your friends because every guy's kind of been in that situation where, like, his girlfriend's like, Oh, my God, I can't wait to come meet all my friends. And you're just standing there. And you can't say what you're thinking because, like, you don't want to fight. So you're just like, Yeah, for sure. But your face is giving off like I would literally rather do like five million other things than have to go meet like your friends. Yeah, brutal. That's a brutal situation. It was a brutal look for him. He came out and said something like, "I'm just here for my teammates." Basically, I mean, the dude literally looks like he's being held hostage. He looks like me when I wake up for work and I don't shower and my hair is a mess and I go and I'm just miserable and everyone goddamn knows it. Like. Joe Sackett needs to get that guy the hell out of there because it's not helping any situation whatsoever. I saw a funny post online. It was like, it looks like they stripped the A off his jersey and then uh, someone was like, that's not the only A he wants ripped off his jersey because of the Avalanche logo. So hopefully he gets moved. I hope he gets to some, I mean, I don't know where he's going to go. But any, I I really think he'll be an unbelievable second line center and... Colorado shot themselves in the foot because now his value is worth nothing because everyone knows he wants out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but poor fucking guy. Not for sure. Uh, I didn't tell you about this one before we started, but we haven't talked about this yet. The head of the NHL's Department of Player Safety is now George Peros. Figured probably get into that a little bit. Uh, Stefan Quintel, rat fuck, who uh big Canadian guy who's on the Rangers, and 
he pretty much told the media that he wanted to go back to Montreal and that he hated playing in New York and stuff, so the Rangers just released him and said, hey, buddy, you're fucking out. Anyway, this guy becomes Department of Player Safety, the head of it. A couple years ago, I don't know if you guys remember, Brandon Pruss pretty much decapitated Derek Stepan. He was out with a broken jaw, and he only gave him one game. That was, that was the Canadians and the Rangers. Is that, you know, is that a theory, or did, is Kintel just a rat? Well, I don't have to really worry about it anymore because George Peros is in it, and I'm fucking pumped about it. I think the NHL did a fucking great job with this one because player safety, you want somebody who's who's been all along the line. You want somebody who's experienced the good and the bad in the league, somebody who's been an enforcer, so somebody who's been around those rat fucks and know exactly what to look for when it comes to, like, stupid shit. So I think George Paris is a fucking, you know, that's a great choice. He, he was never really a scumbag. He was just kind of a guy where it's like, okay, you want to fight, we'll fight. Never got in trouble, really. Just just a great guy. Plus, he owns a clothing company called Violent Gentleman, and that's something I can get behind. Yeah, he's, I don't know, I mean, he's an articulate dude. He went to goddamn Princeton. He's oh, yeah. probably smarter than Yeah, Ivy League, ever heard of it? 95% of the people on Twitter that are saying it's a bad choice probably went to community college. So, I don't know. I, I just think, I think it's a good pick. I think you summed it up perfectly. To have a goon as the head makes the most sense, and he's the smartest of the goons. you got the smartest goon. He wasn't a dirty player. Uh, he understands what goes on. I'm sure he wants to get rid of headshots and other things like that. I mean, the problem is, though, is Department of Player Safety, that position is literally a lose-lose. It, it really doesn't matter what he does. There's going to be fans that are pissed off, and by the end of it, people aren't going to like him. I feel like, I, I mean, I, I, I always try to put myself in the shoes of that guy because that's, like, honestly one of the worst jobs in the world, I feel like. Uh, but I, I think he'll do a good job. I mean, I don't... I don't have a problem with the goon doing it. People saying it's representing hockey in a poor light are dead wrong. I think it's the smartest move they made in a while. So. The people saying it's representing hockey in a poor light were clearly the kids that got like kicked off their teams or like they didn't make a team, so their dad went out and bought them one kind of kids. Like fuck you. I hate people like that. But um, do we have anything else for NHL in the news? I think that's pretty much it. Wasn't there one more? Castle, you want to talk about Castle's hair? Oh, yeah. I mean, do you have the tweet? Do you remember what he said? Uh, yeah, I can pull it up really quick. And yeah, Phil Kessel's coming out with a, a new hairstyle this year, which is actually really, really, really funny. I uh, don't have the quote on it. Oh, yeah, it's right here. Um, yeah, so he grew out his hair, which is pretty funny because, like, the front of his head is bald, but I guess the back is still, like, with some locks. So uh, they asked Phil about letting his hair grow, and he, and he said, I'm not going to answer that stupid question next one. So... I, I, is he like? Uh, is he embarrassed that he's growing out the hair? Is he just like pissed? Does he not want a big story to come from that? Because I think a big story is going to come from that. Yeah, I, th- I think. Well, first, I hate when I hate when people talk about when someone gets a haircut. Like I don't compliment people when they get haircuts. I don't notice it. I don't care. So to start, I mean, whatever. I'm kind of on Phil's team on that one. But at the same time, this is kind of like Buffalo, and I feel like we're losing all our husky kind of depressing looking dudes in our league like if phil kessel's growing out flow and he's trying to become a pretty boy like that's a problem yeah. he's already denied the hot dog allegations he clearly doesn't want to be represented as the person that us fans represent him as <laughs> yeah. and to me, that's kind of that's kind of disheartening because he I, I think the bottom line is phil kessel wants to be taken seriously but the guy's never going to be fucking taken seriously never. he should embrace it he, he should got- embrace it because he's the hero and like He's not really, I don't think he realizes, I think he does realize that he's not getting turf at the same time. I think he's just kind of sick of it. But I mean, I've, at this point in his career, he's like already like in his thir- early 30s, I think. Like he just has to own it. Like it's not going to change, Phil. Like no matter what you do, you're still the balding guy who eats hot dogs. Yeah. I, I, 
I just kind of wish he would accept it, like you said. Every, I don't. I think he thinks people are making fun of him when we say this shit. But like, I mean, maybe some of them are. But like, I'm kind of like, I'm happy that he's doing these things. I'm like, I'm happy he's eating hot dogs. I'm happy that he's like, he looks like a slob because it makes, you know, it. We can relate to somebody who's not like chiseled with abs and just like a pretty boy. It's like holy shit. Like this guy's fat as fuck. Loves hot dogs, except for he's really good at hockey. I like that guy. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean? It's more relatable. Yeah, I think he'll I think he'll figure it out. It just might take some time. Yeah. I don't know. But that's what we had for NHL News. Uh, now we're going to talk really quick. So last week, we decided that we're going to come out with this ACHA Beauty of the Week Award. Um, I played club hockey. A lot of us who, who write for the site play club hockey and... I mean, it's it's kind of a lifestyle. You're out there, you're drinking beers, but at the same time, you're, you know, you're living college life, but you're playing hockey as well. Um, it's different from like the D1 kids who like drink Spark instead of like Keystone. Like they're just you know, drinking protein shakes and eating like salads while we're like at Chipotle or anything along those lines. So, and you know, club hockey's never really been that well represented. I don't think outside of just like the normal ACHA like website. So every week. Uh, we're going to come out with an ACHA Beauty of the Week, so it's about time you guys you know, start sending in your things. Nominate somebody, uh, send in, I don't know, one or two pictures of this person, then a brief paragraph telling me why you think that they should, they're should they deserving of this award. Uh, it can be anything, but the one thing that I don't want to get is like emails from kids being like, oh, this kid should be the Beauty of the Week because he scored three goals against this one team this week. I don't care that he scored three goals, man. Your off-ice antics matter as much as your on-ice antics. Club hockey isn't about stats. Club hockey is about being a hockey player and loving the game. So that's kind of what I thought. Hal, what do you have with this? Anything anything with this? or? Yeah, I mean, you summed it up pretty well. I just think it's a great opportunity to maybe write a couple of paragraphs chirping your buddy for good laughs. Hopefully, I think our goal is in the end to get some type of sponsorship so we can try to throw you guys some type of gear if you're the player of the week. Yeah. Don't really have that set up yet, but... In the works, it's in the works, because Dev Dale hopefully is going to get that fired up for us. But, yeah, I mean, just a good way to celebrate the everyday Joes of hockey that are there for the boys in the locker room. And, and girls. Hopefully maybe mucking it up. And well, girls, and yeah. girls. We're not, we don't exclude different genders. Club hockey, gods and goddesses. So if you guys are interested or know somebody, shoot us an email uh, at morningskatepodcast at gmail.com that's morningskatepodcast at gmail.com doesn't have to be long just, yeah just give me like a brief paragraph telling tell me why your friend should be like you know should win the award so that's what we got going on there pretty exciting shit we've gotten some pretty good feedback from that so uh as it as we announced this on the podcast we thought it would only be good to bring on an ACHA beauty of the well, he would have been a beauty of the week. Uh, this guy, Ryan Minkoff, he wrote for the Players' Tribune a couple years back. I don't know if you guys saw If you get a chance, check it out. It's called The Club. So this guy played club hockey in Washington and uh, ended up over in Finland playing over there afterwards. And just kind of, you know, we get into about how he got there and what it was like. So, uh, yeah, here, hope, hopefully you guys enjoy the, uh, the interview. Two minutes, well, worth it. All right, and now uh, we got Ryan Minkoff here. Guy played uh, club hockey, ACHA for uh, Washington Huskies. Is that right? Yep. Nailed it. Um, guy wrote on the Players Tribune, uh, Derek Jeter's website. If you don't know it, gives athletes a, a platform to get their thoughts out. Not you know your normal thing. And I remember being on it one day, and it said club, and I was like, "Holy shit! Welcome to my life!" And you know, I had to click on it and read it, and I thought it was pretty interesting. We have the ACHA Beauty of the Week thing coming out right now, and uh, 
yeah, so we thought it'd be good to have you on. So thanks for uh, coming on, man. No problem. My pleasure. So how about you uh, just kind of give us a little glimpse of how the whole ACHA thing came in and, you know, how you wound up where you were. Yeah. Um, so I'm originally from Minnesota. Yep. Uh, grew up there, played there through high school, and uh, I guess it was summer before my senior year. Uh, Union College was interested in me, so I was kind of exploring that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wanted me to, like, hopefully come in the year after high school. Uh, but then as kind of the year was getting going and we were playing, um, it kind of switched to me. They wanted me to come in after a couple of years or probably as a 20-year-old freshman. Yep. Um, and I just, for whatever reason, I never wanted to play juniors uh, growing up. I don't really know why, but uh, that's just how my mindset was. And um, I wanted to go to college right after high school. So uh, I started looking at other schools um, and ended up coming down to either Penn State or UW, um, and I picked UW, um, just for the West Coast, I kind of wanted to explore that, and I had family out here, and um, they obviously had a club team, so I was like, all right, let's just do this, I'll get the big school experience, and yeah. we'll see how things go, so that's, that's how I ended up at UW. Did you have, like, pretty good experience there for other people that are kind of looking in where to go play, you know, hockey? If yeah. Yeah? Yeah, no, if, uh... If you want to play in the ACHA, honestly, I can't think of a better place to go than the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, any of those schools. Uh, obviously, I'm biased. I'd say UW. Yeah. But, uh, like, ASU, we went down to ASU my senior year, and that's unbelievable. Um, just the amount of travel. You get to go to all these Pac-12 schools and play. Um, I love the travel. The Just the lifestyle is great. Yeah. Um, so that that's what I enjoyed the most, at least. See what, out here was, <coughs> when I, when I played at Siena, we didn't have like a football team, so we only had like basketball, which was like the big sport, and everything was D one. So like, if you weren't really into like knowing what the hockey team was about, like they kind of thought you were D one. So like you'd walk around and be like, "Oh, you guys are D one," and you would never tell them that you weren't. You'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, we're D one. Yeah. Come check us out. We're playing Boston College tonight." <laughs> you know what I mean? Was it similar, like in uh, Washington? Uh-huh. Did, was there a vibe yeah. where, like, a lot of people were, uh, like, pumped? I mean, it was more like nobody knew we had a team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess in that sense, it was like if people found out we had a team, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Didn't yeah. know about it. You guys must be pretty good. Um, and just the fact that, like, this state and just the West Coast in general, obviously hockey's growing, but it's really just not that big mm-hmm. in comparison to at least where I've played and you, you two. Um so you're kind of walking around, and people just don't really know the sport that well. Um, so, in general, you can kind of make anything up, and people will probably believe it. Yeah. Uh, so that was a positive thing out here, I guess, in one aspect, and then it was kind of downfall, too, because just nobody really understands. Yeah, but, no, for sure. So, when, when we were at CN, again, nothing compared to, like, a big, big-ass school, but... We, we had a battle for the I-87 Cup, which is, like, this one Northway that runs from, like, Albany down to, like, Poughkeepsie. And we'd have to play mm-hmm. Marist. And when I was reading your thing, you guys kind of had something similar. What was the I... Yeah. What was it? I-5 Cup. The I-5 yeah. Cup. And you guys played Oregon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are always heated battles. Yeah. Um, and, it, and if we, like, both teams, if we weren't very, like, good or we weren't going to make regionals, that was pretty much... That's all we cared about for the season. Mm-hmm. 
that that's kind of where we were at. We had like pretty much one rival because I, I guess a couple years before we were there, like Santa was like really good, and then of course I get there and it's the rebuilding year for like however long I was there for. I think it, they're still rebuilding, but uh, yeah, I mean when when you're not really competing for that one thing, you always have like certain like uh, games circled on the calendar. It was always when we would play Mary, so I'm sure the Oregon Ducks were just like that for you guys. Yeah, no, it was, those were fun games. Those were the games everyone remembers. Uh, I had some pretty, pretty memorable games there, too. So, yeah, those were awesome. Yeah, so, okay, so you did the Acha thing. And it, normally when you go to the Acha, like, I feel like most of the time, you you know, you're just playing hockey, and then when you're done with school, you're just kind of like, all right, well, time to get a job. With you, you, you got to continue your hockey thing, so kind of get into that a little bit of how that happened. Yeah, uh, kind of crazy, and I don't think it's really the norm to how you get overseas. Um, obviously, most people use agents, but uh, yeah, I was in Mexico on spring break. Um, I was staying with a teammate and his family down there in Puerto Vallarta is where I went. Uh, and it was like towards the end of vacation, I got a random friend request from a guy like middle of Finland. I had no idea who he was, so I... <laughs> Just completely, I mean, I like deleted the request. Uh, And then the next day, uh, get the same request from the same guy. Like, this is kind of screwball. But uh, (laughs) it's like, all right, I should probably just accept this and just, I don't know, see see what happens. Yeah. Um, So I accepted it, and he sends me this nice long message um, about this team in Finland that wants me to come play for them. Um, And I just kind of started talking to him, asking him questions. Uh, talked to former import players that were on the team. Uh, so it took me like two months before I actually signed with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to do as much research as I possibly could because yeah. um, I really didn't know anything about the team or the league or I just knew not, not a whole lot about Finland either. So yeah, um, yeah I, I did it and it certainly was an experience. So. Was it, How was the hockey out there? Was it like similar to i'm probably way better than the asha but like level of hockey wise like what would you compare it to uh i would say it was kind of like sphl okay that would be my comparison i guess uh but without like the just the hitting and the goons obviously very a lot less physical Mm -hmm. um but yeah i love i love the style of play um just kind of free-flowing you're just always circling around and um it's just a very creative style i i really liked it um and it was just and like the other thing i just really liked it was just nice to play with a lot of really good players yeah um, you don't really get that in the ESHA, i guess unless you're on a really good team mm-hmm. um at least my team at UW, we were really good my freshman year and then we kind of like gradually got worse and worse yeah um kind of lacked depth pretty much um, so that, that was one thing I just really liked about Finland too. It was, just, it was great playing with a lot of good players. and um, I lived with a Latvian roommate there, and we got along really great. So it was, that was a good good experience for me. Was it easy to like communicate with people out there? Like were there? I'm sure there were probably some Americans on the team, so you could probably figure out what was going on. Uh, so there was no Americans on my team. Oh, so really? Was, yeah, it was just me and our Latvian guys, the imports. Uh, <laughs> he spoke good English, though. And, okay. Uh, but my town in general was, because I was four hours north of Helsinki, um, so it was literally like 
middle of the country, kind of. Uh, and the English, as you go from Helsinki up, it just gets worse. So the town life was just pretty miserable yeah. overall. Uh, you couldn't really speak a whole lot of English. Like so there was there was select few teammates I could have conversations with. Um, for the majority, I it was just like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Um, I kind of otherwise I could not have a conversation with probably half my teammates. Uh, <laughs> so, well, I mean, when you're playing hockey, it's kind of you you can communicate without really talking because if yeah. you know the game, you kind of know exactly what the fuck's going on. Now we're gonna kind of get into our rapid fire question. I'm gonna ask you. Well, me and Hal, I don't. You want to alternate? We'll, we'll figure it out. We're gonna ask you questions. It'll be real quick and uh, rapid fire style. Is that cool? Sounds good. All right, here we go. Best memory in the Acha. Best memory? Uh, I would say winning Pack 8 uh, championship my freshman year and going to regionals for the school's first time. Okay. Al? Uh, best finished food? Ooh. Uh, reindeer. It's kind of sweet. Uh, tastes like chicken. Uh, that was probably the best thing I ate there. How do they cook it? Uh, it's just like just like cooking chicken or steak uh, on a grill or anything. Didn't even know you could eat reindeer. I thought reindeer were fake. Uh, worst worst part of the Asha. Worst part. Uh, that you have to pay dues. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, is there any good Finnish drinks out there? Uh, they drink a lot of long drinks. Um, there's also like Karhu beer. It's pretty bad. Um, but yeah, they're all about like mixed drinks out there. So, all right. They also do like licorice vodka. That was I had that a lot. Uh, that's kind of the big thing. It's like this um, grape flavored vodka. I didn't really like it, but I obviously had to drink a lot of it. So, <laughs> gotta make time pass on there. Uh, when when yeah. you when you were at Washington, what was the go to drink of the boys? usually just cheap beer uh anything you can find at the store rainier fair enough uh, that's the thing out here let's go with the worst acha road trip (laughs) uh it's a great question um boise state terrible going there uh utah was probably the one that everyone hated the most um just because it's cold they have like these. They have terrible beer. Uh, the I'm trying to remember the alcohol um, content level is like really low in Utah. Uh, Can't and get too things crazy. Things aren't open there. past midnight there, so Utah was definitely the worst. Um, but just driving, we always drove to Boise. That was an eight-hour drive. It was terrible. So okay. Uh, mo- most important player on your Acha team. Most important? Yeah. Um, I would say my line mate I had for three years, Corey James. See, uh, I, would, I, kind of I would say it'd be your penalty killers and your fourth liners, so I would argue with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those guys were important too, but uh, I like my line mates. Fair enough. Hal? Uh, can you describe just playing Minnesota high school hockey? Because outsider's perspective, it looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty unreal, uh, the crowds you get and just the just the overall um, hoopla around playing and 
obviously a lot of girls are into it, so that makes it nice. But yeah, it's it's awesome experience. Um, I didn't really have the greatest high school experience, but uh, state tournaments pretty amazing to be at. Um, I always had season tickets every year with my family, so we'd go. It's awesome time. Uh, bubble or no bubble? I was I wore the bubble. Pro bubble, okay. So <laughs> gotta go with that. I get a lot of chirps for it, but when you put up three hundred seventy three points, I feel like you can wear a bubble. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you have a you have a curve of choice on your stick. Uh, P ninety two is what I usually use. Nice. I think it was Ovechkin. I'm not sure who it is now. So uh, you were you were clearly a skilled player. You get any time on the penalty kill? Yeah, I love killing penalties. Uh, love getting shorthanded goals. Got a handful, obviously, yeah. in college. Uh, but yeah, I, I love I love doing that stuff. Block shots win championships. Hal, you got one more for him? That's all I got. All right, cool. <laughs> Quick rapid fire. Well, Ryan, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, if you guys get a chance, check out his Players Tribune article. And we, you can follow him on Twitter at 83rminkoff, 83rminkoff. Uh, we appreciate you having it on, man, and uh, we'll keep you updated on the whole ACHA Beauty of the Week thing. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Thank you. Hey, guys, what's up? I'm Kevin Weeks. But you got to back up. I got to deceive Too you. close, too close. Hold on, I'm going to put my mask on because I didn't sign a waiver, so... All right, Ryan, thank you for coming on and talking to us about that. We really appreciate it. Uh, now we're just going to close out with three stars of the week. So three stars of the week this year, this week are, well, training camp has just begun. So the three stars is what you look forward to most about training camp beginning. So, uh, Hal, how about you go first? All right. Uh, yeah, training camp's like a very not that exciting time that people try to make extremely exciting because we're so star for hockey and it's so close. So just like the storylines that you see journalists do, uh, my first one would be just the veteran player tryouts. Usually it's some guy who's either playing like Switzerland or the AHL. He used to have a pretty good career, maybe signed one big contract, got bought out. Now he's mucking it up, just trying to get a chance at a team. Uh, classic guys like Ryan Malone a couple years ago for the Rangers. Dude, I think off. he just got another uh, PTO, Ryan Malone. Yeah. I forget where. He was fresh off of arrest, now he's back at it again. I, I, I think... I just think it's exciting because, not really exciting, it's just funny because these guys usually suck. We always hold out hope that maybe they're going to be the savior team. I wrote a blog about Tay Purcell acting like he's going to be fucking awesome. Probably won't even make the squad. But it's nice to have that, like, week period of pretend time. And then usually they end up, a lot of them make the team for, like, the first week. And next thing you know, they're out in, like, Austria playing for the rest of the season. So player tryouts are always my number one. Love those storylines. Okay. All right. Uh, mine, I'll do. I, I live for player interviews. I love when uh, when your teams finally get back and like you haven't heard from them in a couple months, and then they come back. You, you check out, see if there's new any some new hairstyles and like the new swag that they give out, whether it's hats or like apparel that you're gonna ask you know for Christmas, shit like that. Uh, I normally look forward to that, but a couple days ago, the only interview that the Rangers put up with was like 12 minutes of Mark Stahl talking about how he has to earn his ice time. And the replies on it were so fucking funny. Like, everybody hated it. Everybody was just like, get the fuck out. So that kind of made my day. So, uh, training camp, I look forward to just the interviews with the players because it's been a long time since we've seen them. Yeah, getting them talking, getting them going. Uh, number two is the classic, ooh, 
This guy added 10 pounds of mass over the season. He's looking buff. He's looking lean. He's going to be a force in the corners. I just fucking hate that storyline. It's like they came out this year. The Bruins guy is uh, Ryan Spooner, added 10 pounds of muff, muscle, and he's feeling fit. He's going to be a new force. He was too light. Now he's going to be heavy on the puck. It's like, get out of here with that. The guy's still a finesse player. Happens every year where someone comes in, they lifted a couple extra weights and drank a little more creatine than usual. It's not really going to affect their game that much, but everyone acts like it's a big goddamn deal. No, yeah, for sure, and I'm actually going to take the opposite. Uh, I like every year when somebody comes into weight and they've lost 20 pounds. Over the past, I don't know, four years, I don't know, three years, two or three years, Kevin Hayes comes into camp, and, and every every time it's, oh, Kevin Hayes worked out really hard this offseason and he's lost 20 pounds. Uh, he should be way faster. I love I, I think the whole body type, whether you gain or lose weight, is something I can kind of get get behind because, like, in the end, they're the same fucking player. I've never seen, like, one player come in and, like, change their body type and just become an absolute force. You know what I mean? It never it yeah. never really does anything, dude. He may score five more points. That's about it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Has there ever been a player like Eddie, no, like Eddie Lacy in the NFL was, like, 300 pounds as a running back? Has there ever been, like, a player in the NHL that just came in so fat it was like, Jesus? Like Dustin Bufflin, I guess, but like that's how he plays. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think anyone in the NHL's really ever come in like super just aggressively fat. So, I mean, I guess props to our guys for that. Uh, my my third one would probably just be rookies trying to make the team. Every team, you're on HF boards, you're on Reddit, you're wherever online. You're posting, everyone's super hyped about the prospects, acting like every single prospect in the team's coverage is going to be a goddamn superstar. Uh, truth of the matter is, like, one or two are usually going to make it, and they'll have debatable seasons at best. But play the training camp for the players is the one time where us fans can act like, wow, this guy's going to put up 70 points this year. Like, they look so good, and they look so good in line drills, and they're really skating fast and coaches putting them on a line with two studs. So it's always nice to have that optimism. It's kind of like last year, about this time, I think you and Dan were talking. Dan predicted that, or what was his name? Fever Boy Rex. Fever Boy Rex, R.I.P., no longer on the podcast, was predicting that Jim V.C. was going to win the uh, Calder Rookie of the Year. So it's always great to get the rookie hype train going this early. No, for sure. And I think mine, I'm going to kind of play into what yours said. I, I think I just kind of live for just going on Reddit and going on HF boards and, like, looking to see what these fucking idiots think the line combos are going to be and, like, who should make the team and who should not make the team. My favorite is, like, when you finally, like, an NHL team gets somebody who's played, like, overseas. So, like, the Rangers have Bears Glazov or whatever, a defenseman, like a Russian defenseman. And, like, these people are commenting, like, oh, my God, he's so good. like he, And they automatically put him in the thing, and I'm just sitting here thinking, like, there's not a fucking chance that you guys have actually watched a KHL game that this guy's played in. Like, you know nothing about this guy, but you guys are just like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be a force. I, lo- I love how people just think that they know everything. I think it's hilarious. And if you call them out on it, they're so fucking triggered. So, like, I, I tend to, you know, poke the bear a little bit when it comes to people, like, making fucking stupid line combinations before the season started. So I, I think that'd be my third thing. <laughs> last Last night... I had a rough night on the couch. It was like 2 a.m. and I made a post on HF Boards saying that David Backus should be our fourth line center and it did not go well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm one of those assholes, but I think it's funny. The, the possibilities are endless, though. It feels good to be like, you know, God knows who's going to step up. And it's true. You don't know, You really don't know, though, and that's the best part. There is some beauty in it. 
it's kind of boring, and everyone has their stupid opinions. But at the end of the day, it's kind of exciting to see what happens. Yeah, and you know what, dude? If you if you've won a couple fucking cups on be a GM mode in the NHL, then you know maybe you have more uh, backup to you. So. All right, well, cool, guys. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, again, the ACHA Beauty Week. Send it in, morningskatepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, morning underscore skate. Instagram, follow us on Instagram. we got to get our cloud up there. If you're listening to this, go on Instagram and follow us, morning underscore skate. Please, thank you. Uh, Hal, you have anything left for the people? No, I can sniff hockey. It's so fucking close. I know. And I'm happy. I'm actually happy that there's no World Cup this year. No one's getting injured. Well, fresh lineups will be good. Yeah, no, it should be awesome. So, uh, all right, guys. Oh, also, we're going to have a promo video coming out soon. Don't know when. I'll let you know. But thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. That shit done changed Ever since we was on I dreamed it all Ever since I was young They said I won't be nothing Now they always say congratulations Worked so hard, forgot how to vacation They ain't never had a day